Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Yes, from the courtyard in our hotel in Santana Row, California, Bob Stoffer joining you along with Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad studios. It is a game night. The Edmonton Oilers in action tonight against the San Jose Sharks. It's a uh, 7 o'clock City Ford faceoff show, 830 puck drop. Cam Moon, myself, Rob Brown, Ray Wilkins, Jack Michaels, uh, Gene Principe in San Jose, along with uh, Lita Brusk, and I will be uh, joining them during the intermissions as well. Weather's now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, we'll tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. And keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott at Brendan uh, with two E's, Escott with two T's. We'll tell you Japanese Village, open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Well, we promised that we'd hook up with our next guest uh, yesterday. Uh, we had challenges getting hold of him. He's a former 49 goal scorer one season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's part of the Oilers Radio Network. We welcome back to the show rob brown hello rob how you doing i'm doing good bob how are you today uh minor little technical query uh we were having some challenges with the uh internet uh digitizing uh, my voice which many what rob would say makes it better and the end result was <laughs> we're we're uh, out in the courtyard doing the show here having a little bit of fun so hopefully we're not uh, alarming the uh, the other clientele that's like what the hell's that guy talking about over there but anyhow uh you know how it is hey when you used to travel uh in the into a sunbelt um and that's because you kind of played when the whole sort of ex- did you did you miss most of that expansion or were you part of that as a former uh, player? Um, I, I played in them. I played in San Jose and they played with the Cow Palace where we had to walk up the stairs. Our dressing room was up about thirty stairs in this old barn. I played there. Um, I played in Anaheim. I played now. My first road trip ever was in LA, and I remember uh, Phil Bork, my, one of my best buddies in Pittsburgh. He rented a big stretch limo, and I think there was about seven or eight of us rookies got in the back of the limo and cruised all over L.A. and Hollywood. We went up to the Playboy Mansion. They wouldn't let us in, but we asked. Went to Muscle Beach, which wasn't good for me because I had none, but I, it's different. It, it's uh, When you get to go into the sunny places, 
and you played in like Pittsburgh or Edmonton or places that have real winters, it was so nice to get away for a few days and the players always took full advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, we were having this conversation. Uh, Austin Matthews is having a wonderful season. Uh, Leon Dreisettle's a 50-50 man, got 100 points. Connor McDavid's got points in 13 consecutive games. And I said, can't we just enjoy each of them? You know, McDavid, he's the best Canadian player in the world, maybe the best player in the world. I think most of us would concede that. Dreisettle, the best European player in the world. Um, I said that Matthews is the best American player in the world and immediately had three texts from Flames fans that must be listening saying, what about Johnny Goodrow? Is he not the best American player? But you know what I'm saying? Like, can't we just kind of enjoy what we got right now? Or, or, or is it part of the fandom of those respective clubs to denigrate the accomplishments of players on other teams? What do you think? Well, I'm a fan of the game. And other than every four years when the teams went to the Olympics where I strictly cheered for Canadian players, I cheer for talent. I cheer for Austin Matthews. I hope he gets 60 goals. I hope Johnny Goudreau goes plus 65 or plus 70 this year. And he's having an MVP season. And obviously, I'd love to see Connor get 50, and I'd love to see Leon get 60. I'm a fan of Kucherov. I'm a fan of Patrick Kane. I love high skill. And I admire what they are capable of doing. So I cheer for all players. And actually, in all honesty, the older I get, I cheer, I cheer for personalities. I cheer for guys that I see off ice are these incredible human beings. Now I cheer for them more on ice because I see what they do uh, when they're away from the game. But, yeah, I, I say celebrate it. The reason that hockey is so great to watch, you don't watch go to an Edmonton Oilers game when the Leafs are in town just strictly to watch Leon and Connor. You want to watch Marner and Matthews and Riley on defense and Johnny Tavares. And there's every team that comes in, there's certain players you want to see play. So I say celebrate all the players and their greatness. Um, yeah, you coach kids as well. Or is, are they better skilled than ever before? And is, is television part of it because they, you know, they, they try stuff that they get to see their heroes do? Television and Twitter and all of the things you can get quick, quick uh, pictures or quick videos. You don't have to watch a whole hockey game now. You can get all the highlights very quickly. Uh, and the players are way better skilled. It's not even close. I, I have kids in my grade four and five academies in St. Albert. They can do the Michigan move where they pick the puck up behind the net and, and they swing it around top shelf. I can't do that. I played over a thousand pro games and I can't do it, but I got grade fours or fives that can. So the skill level is amazing. It's fun to watch. And that's what I love about the talent in the NHL now. And Zegers is an example in Anaheim. They're doing these things that no one thought was possible. And the players then are going out, or the young kids are going out and doing the same things. And they're emulating them. That's what you want to emulate. You don't want to emulate the Jay Beagles or jumping guys because they're talented. You want the young kids going out there and doing what the talented NHL players are doing. And I think it's great. And I see it on a daily basis with all the young kids in my academies. Yeah, I found that whole Beagle situation a little bit disappointing. Um, you know Tyson Nash. He's a former Kamloops Blazer. What do you think of his comments? Well, it's funny. I was more disappointed stuff. in the I was more disappointed in the comments than I was in the actions of Beagle. I thought what Beagle did was wrong. Uh, you, you don't. I mean, that it's like jumping Leon O'Connor. He's one of the two best players in the Anaheim Ducks. But I, I thought the comments by Nash, and I like Tyson Nash. I've known him for years. And when he said that you're going to be skilled, you deserve a punch in the face. No, no, you don't. You deserve to be celebrated when you're skilled. But so I just, I, I really disagreed with Tyson's uh, comments. 
I think that's what you want out of the game. You want the skilled players. We go to the games to watch Connor and Leon and Tyson Berry and Bouchard and Nurse and Nugent Hopkins when they do special things. We don't go there to see those guys get mugged and jumped and beat up because they're skilled. So I was disappointed in the comments. And Beagle, he shouldn't have done it, but he was engaged and it happened. But the, the comments afterwards were the ones that really shook me. Yeah, uh, you know, there were some comments with that broadcast crew earlier in the season about Bill Armstrong playing chess and the other GMs playing checkers uh, because they were getting uh, picks to take on contracts. And I'm like, so your team is so low in the salary cap that you're a dumping ground for other NHL organizations and you're getting the benefit of picks as a result. And so players that other teams can't fit in, I won't say don't want, they just can't fit in to make the cap work. You're getting some of those players, like Shane Gostabera, as an example. I think there was a couple picks included in in that trade. I, mean, I found the comment to be those comments to be a little bit interesting. But anyhow, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I think there should be more penalties called in the playoffs. Uh, I think there's too much of an old school machismo that exists a bit in the NHL. I think you should call penalty the same in the. Uh, October and November as you do in December and January and the same in February and March as you should in, in at the start of the year and, and you don't put the uh, whistles away come playoff time. Unfortunately, that's not how the game theoretically, Rob, has been played forever. But because of that, I think, Rob, we should be excited about what's going on with the Oilers because their five-on-five play and their scoring and their goal share is top six or seven, Rob Brown, under Jay Woodcroft. And if you're a top six or seven team, 5 scoring, Rob, you have a chance to win come playoff time if you can do that. Are you seeing a difference, a discernible difference in Edmonton's game 5v5 under Jay Woodcroft? Uh, certainly. I think the others are the team for that they had, they would have a really good shift with Connor or Leon, and then the momentum would stop in the next shift team line came out, and then it would fall back a little bit more in the following one. By the time that Leon or Connor came back out, they were in their, their own zone for a face-off. The momentum had completely switched, and they were now going uphill again. I think what we're seeing now is they can continue with momentum. It's not just one line. It's two lines and three lines. So I think that's the biggest thing right now is, you know, there's five-on-five five play. They can put any line out on the ice and feel comfortable that they keep going in the right direction. And I think a lot of it has to do with Jay, and a lot has to do with the buy-in from the players. I mean, I'm sure the last coaching staff, the one before, they all had a lot of the same things to say. But I think sometimes when you see a person lose their job, you say, oh, you know what? Maybe he was right on some things. But uh, Jay Woodcroft has some new wrinkles. The players have bought in. Some of the additions that the others have in their lineup now, uh, Kane, uh, Hyman, uh, players of that ilk have allowed the others to play a more consistent game five on five. They're always going to have a good power play. They're always, well, the penalty kills can get better and will get better, but if you've got a good power play and you can play a consistent five on five game, you can have success come playoff time. Yeah, no question about it. The Oilers, by the way, third in the league on the power play, 26.2%. They're playing a San Jose team tonight, Rob, that's third in the league on the PK, 84.9. But Edmonton touched them up the last time the two teams played a couple of weeks ago. Rob Brown joining us. Rob, we always like you to tell us... Uh, uh, a little bit of storytelling, and you started that off, uh, you know, with uh, Los Angeles and how much uh, players uh, enjoyed going there. Uh, I, I want to circle back to the skill thing. 
besides Mario, who is obscenely gifted, maybe the most skilled player to ever play in the National Hockey League, was there, was there another guy other than Mario that could do things that just made you shake your head? And maybe not a guy of the ilk like a Mario or Yarmir Yager, because those guys are obvious. I mean, they were spectacular well, players. Go for it. The best skilled player I've ever seen is Alexi Kovalev. And I don't know if it's even close. Uh, I remember sitting with Yarmir one day, and Yarmir just was marveling. He said, that's the best skilled hockey player in the world. We used to play a game at the end of every practice in Pittsburgh. It was three-on-three half-ice. And there'd always there'd be a Swedish team, a Czech team, a Russian team, a North American team, because we had so many different players on the team. When we played three-on-three, we were the North Americans. We played against the Russians. Kobe would go through all three of us. He'd go in on a breakaway, and then he would circle and come all the way back outside the blue line just so he could go all three of us through all three of us again. He just wanted to embarrass you. That's how good it was, how talented. And we were trying. You hated losing those little games after practice, but we couldn't take the puck off him. He was the best player that I've ever seen when he wanted to. Now, Kobe sometimes fell asleep during games a little bit, didn't have the consistency, but his skill level was as good as any player that I've ever been around, and I've been around some pretty good ones. I remember he could do a saucer pass where you would be 10 feet away from him, and he could it, open your head, and land it on your stick, and a 10-foot fan. He was that talented with the puck on his stick. Now, didn't you play a little trick once on the Edmonton Roadrunners during the 0-4-5 <laughs> lockout? Now, you said you, you said you can't do the Michigan, but didn't you take a penalty shot basically blindfolded? No, I, they they were struggling, the Roadrunners. And the coach at that time, well, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jeff, Ward. Ended, coach, Jeff Ward. Yes, it, yeah, I was doing the radio for them, and he came up and said, hey, do me a favor, come to the rink tomorrow, I'll be here at 11 a.m., bring your skates, stick and gloves. And that was all he said to me. And I, I sat and had a couple of beers after games with Jeff Ward, but I didn't know much about, about him or the team. But I came the next day, and they put me in the Oilers dressing room, a little teeny stall. And he came in at 11 o'clock, and he handed me a baklava, like a, a mask, a full mask, that just the eye holes were there. And he said, okay, come on out on the ice. And their whole team was standing on the bench. And their goalie was in the net, and his name was, I think it was Mike Morrison. He was in that, and there was five pucks at center. And he went to his team and said, okay, this guy... Last night, someone called the radio show. I was listening. This guy said that he could score on our goalie, so he's going down. If he scores three out of five goals, we're skating for an hour with no pucks. So I went in the first one, I hit the crossbar. Went in the second one, I hit the crossbar. And the next two, I took top shots from the hash marks, scored, scored. And then on the last one, I walked in, and I actually made, I felt bad, so I made the goalie look silly. And I scored my third goal, and I went over to the bench. I didn't know what to do. And I stood in front of Rocky Thompson and Jarrett Stoll were on the team. And I just kind of stood in front of them and stared them down. And Rocky was getting really mad. And then I pulled my mask off and he started giggling. But then I went to the goalie and I apologized because the goalie had just got on the ice and had the warm-up. And I just said, hey, I just want to apologize. I didn't mean to, to make you look silly. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. I think you're a great kid. And as I skated away, he turned to, to the goalie coach and goes, who is that? <laughs> I had no idea who I was. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And you had just retired a couple of years earlier, hadn't you, at that point? Yeah, I, actually, I hadn't been on the skate, my skates in, I think, two years. Because the first couple of years I came back, I did nothing. I hadn't, I hadn't started doing academies. I didn't play beer league with my buddies. So I had to find my equipment. So I was a little worried I was going to fall on my face going out there. But uh, my, skate, my skating was never good. My hands were always okay. So I was okay going in on everything. 
All right, final one for you, Rob. Ryan Getzloff announces his retirement today uh, from the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, uh, represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson, who, by the way, has Carter Savoy. Uh, Sports Corporation has Carter Savoy. Denver plays Michigan Thursday. Uh, would not surprise me if Carter Savoy uh, were playing in Bakersfield next year. I just... I, you know, I know Carter really well. I've, there. I've had Carter Savoy in... Uh, really nice kid. I've had him and his brother Matt Savoy, who will be a top 10 pick this year. I've had them both since grade 4 yep. in the St. Albert Sports Academy. I know the family very well. Carter was always... Um, he was always the brother. Matt Savoy got all of the accolades, and he was always the brother. He was always good, but everyone talked Matt first. And Carter Savoy, when he went to U15, which I think is 16 and under now, I think what they call it, or U16 now. Yeah. But he he well, went to NAX. Yeah, he went to NAX Academy, and he just found his game. He all of a sudden didn't have to live in his brother's shadow, and since then he has been excellent. The one thing that Carter Savoy always had was incredible hockey sense and a great shot. I think now his conditioning, being at college, learning how to you know, be, play a man's game, and that is, that is all cut up to it. But when it comes to hockey sense, oh, there'd be, he'd be in the top 15% in the Oilers organization already for hockey sense. He's a smart, smart hockey player. Well, I, I could foresee a scenario if he opted to go this route. The Oilers have a lot of right-wing prospects. They're short on the left side. Uh, someone suggested to me optimal scenario for the Edmonton Oilers, a left-hand shooting version of Tyler Toffoli if he pans out. That's what happened because Toffoli is a pretty good goal scorer. He's not a huge guy. He's not an explosive skater. He's certainly not physical, and he's not big, but he's smart. And Carter Savoy is smart and can shoot the pill. I know Brendan Escott did his play-by-play for a couple of years as well, so we shall see. Rob, we'll talk to you tonight on the uh, Oilers Radio Network. Sounds good, Bob. Take care. You bet. 122 in Edmonton. I'm actually going to bring Brendan into the equation right now. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Brendan, just circling back to you, do you buy that comparable that Carter Savoy, uh, maybe a best-case scenario for the Edmonton Oilers, becomes a left-hand shooting version of a Tyler Toffoli? What do you think of that? I hadn't thought about that until you bring my attention to it, but you're right, Bob. It's uh, The way that Carter scored in junior was never... like He had the uh, heavy shot but it didn't take a lot to get off it you know maybe not in the same way that Matthews does it it just it looks different the way he goes about it but it's always been so effective he had a 50 goal season at that level so uh you know the same way that we've seen Toffoli quietly get 30 goals a year in the NHL I I wonder whether there's a ceiling of of that similar sort yeah, and you know, Toffoli obviously was with the Ottawa 67s and uh, played on a terrific line that featured former Oilers draft pick Ryan Martindale. He was a third-round pick in that 2010 draft, and Toffoli went on, obviously, to be a, a, a real good NHL player. And, and this is a best-case scenario for Edmonton. Is Again, uh, Carter Savoy, uh, Denver plays Michigan tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Thursday they play Michigan. And when Savoy's season, when Denver ends, uh, the Sports Corporation will sit down with Carter. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity uh, for somebody to to play significant minutes on the left side here in the future of the Oilers, starting in Bakersfield and then seeing if they can work their way up. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We'll take a time out, come back with the Oilers uh, injury report uh, and the prospect report when we return on Oilers now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 125 at Edmonton. Let's go to the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's just simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. That's all there is to it. All right. Uh, we will tell you that at today's optional skate, both Evander Kane and Leon Dreisettle took the optional. That's, that's just, And uh, Jay Woodcroft has also stated that uh, goaltender Miko Koskinen is available for tonight's encounter against the San Jose Sharks. We'll tell you the cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, 11 time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. It's a big honor for them and their staff, Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny, and the gang, dedicated to ensuring your customer experience is outstanding. We'll also tell you the best way to get a vehicle these days from Brent Ridge Ford is to order one, and there are discounts available for both Brent Ridge and Ford Motor Company. You can reach Brent Ridge at 1 877 Ford, 1 877 or visit BrentRidge.com. Is we uh, go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And with an update on the uh, Oilers prospects in the organization, here is Brendan Escott. Yeah, here's the grand overview. Dylan Holloway cruising with seven points in four games before being held off the score sheet uh, against Henderson on Saturday. He's still got 20 points in 31 games now. Uh, three points in Matvey Petrov's last two games, including including a couple of goals. His magical season continuing for Edmonton's sixth rounder from 2021 draft. He is at 36 goals and 83 points in 58 games. That does pace all Oilers properties. Ty Tulio is the leading goal scorer, though, among Oilers property with 38. Uh, he's captaining the Oshawa Generals. Four games left in the season for him to eclipse the 40-goal plateau. And Xavier Borgo, uh, goals in five of six and projected to tie his career high of 71 points with 19 fewer games played. He had an injury uh, coming into the second half and assuming this production uh, continues of course, he's with a team Shawinigan that's dropped five in a row but Borgo is averaging 1.61 points per game, Bob. He's plus 17 as well. Shawinigan had two members of the World Junior team. The other guy was a Dallas pick by the name of Maverick Bork, and he's been play, he's played under 20 games this year. And that's between the injuries to Bork and Borgo, who missed five weeks. It's really curtailed their season. It is uh, 128 in Edmonton. We'll tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 plus years for a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staff recommendation at Royal 
Pizzas, the Mediterranean Chicken. They're now up to four Royal Pizzas in Calgary, one in Red Deer as well. Tell them Oilers now sent you. All right, here's what we're going to do. Because of some of our technical challenges today, uh, we're going to get you a conversation. Brendan's going to guide you home for the final half hour of the show. We'll hear from Edmonton Oilers forward Derek Ryan. I will uh, rejoin you tonight at 7 o'clock from SAP Center as the Oilers get ready to take on the San Jose Sharks. But the last half hour of the show is up after a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.